welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy and Ben Slowey joining me this evening. Very special treat tonight. Um, man, I love talking to my friends from back home, um, from Homewood Flossmoor. I have a, a one of my good old friends I've known since the sixth grade. Um, he is just one of the most jolly good fellows I've ever met. Uh, such a just jovial ass man. And uh, I haven't actually like hung out with him or we haven't like really talked a whole lot in the last couple of years. But every time I see him, it's like, you know, being a kid on Christmas morning again. So we were uh, friends and um, we had broadcasting together in high school. And I feel like that brought us ever even closer. Um, I'd love to give a warm welcome to John. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy, my buddy. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. It is true, Sully, what you're saying, though. Like, when we do – we don't get to talk that much, but when we do get together, it's, like, as if we haven't skipped a beat. Like, we just kind of pick up right where we left off. Absolutely, brother. Um, so, before we get into anything, Donald, why are you in a bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the story behind it. So, my girlfriend and I, Mackenzie, um, and she did give me a correction earlier. She is a law student not a lawyer, but she works for the uh, Cook County uh, Public Guardian's office. So she's in court a lot and she has to do like Zoom court. So she'll be like with a judge and like do all that shit like online on Zoom. But we're both working together in a studio apartment. So when she's in court, I can't be in the room at all. And the only place and the only safe place to work without hearing anything is in the bathroom. So slowly right now, we are in my office. Uh, it has a bathroom in it. Not many people can say that. Uh, I can take a shower during the middle of the day. If I had to take, take care of business on the bathroom, I can do that, but I can also take care of business on the laptop. So I can or, do it in place. Bro, what the fuck are you sitting on right now? <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the shitter, I swear to God. I have a chair. I have a chair. <laughs> I brought, I brought I it like, in. I was like, what are you, like, how are you sitting right now? Like, you know, the toilet, the toilet is definitely always facing the shower, always. <laughs> so uh, I was just, like, confused by, like, the dimensions of the backdrop here. But I'm not, I'm not sitting, it's funny because I have a lot of, um, like, we have a lot of Zoom meetings or, like, we have actually Microsoft Teams. We have Teams meetings for work. And like, I'm known throughout the office now as the bathroom guy, which is not like a good look. No, and there's yeah. actually things though, I guess it's better than what I was before because before this whole COVID stuff happened, I was known as something else that also involved the bathroom because one day at the Christmas, uh, it was the office Christmas party. Um, I'm in the bathroom and I thought I was alone and I thought there was nobody else in there. And, you know, I was just taking a week cause you know, I had a few beverages and in my left hand, I, I had a cheeseburger. I, I, was, I was eating it, and I was midway through. I was like, I really got to go to the bathroom. But also, I don't want to, like, get rid of my cheeseburger. So I kind of, like, snuck it in there. And I, you know, took a piss, and I took a bite of my cheeseburger while I was doing it. Very gross, I know, but I'm kind of a gross guy. Yeah. And then I looked to my right. I looked to my right slowly. And I go, I wonder, I, I, oh, somebody just walked in. Oh, shit. I looked to my right, it's my fucking manager, and he sees me with like mid like cheeseburger in mouth. <laughs> so for before, as like the bathroom guy, like working in the office, I was the like eating in the bathroom guy. So I guess Bro. working out of the bathroom sounds a little bit better than eating out of the bathroom. 
dude, that I need to get away from the bathroom. Man, yeah, you're you're just <laughs> bro. <laughs> that that literally sounds straight out of like a mid two thousands like uh like comedy. You know, like that that sounds like that literally sounds like a scene out of like an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Being mid burger, just taking a whiz in the bathroom yeah, I'm eye to eye, and I just keep chewing. <laughs> God, man. Wow. Well, um, that's, that's, man, that's, I, I've never interviewed somebody with this, uh, inter, with this, uh, yeah. in this, in, in this atmosphere. <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought it'd be different. So I want to stand out from, you know, the rest of the group. I, I was doing uh so when I was on my run, uh, after work today, I listened to your, your last podcast with Shane Bone on it. With great, Bones. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> one. I was seriously that one. I was like, this is like really like I'm because I wanted to hear about the whole like um, well, I think it was Wyoming or Montana thing. It was a great episode. You guys did a great job. And I saw, is it really this? Is that your four hundred eleventh episode? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that's man. you really have like dedicate. Like I got to give you props to that slowly because um, like I know this is like I, I bet you it's like a dream of yours, and you're really like going for it, like all like all into it and i love it man like i i checked it out i'm a huge fan that you're like really pursuing your dream like that's that's how you do it you start small and you're building up you're gonna get this huge following we were originally gonna do this when i was in ho flow um what was it last christmas yeah and I it was, never it fell through for the, but now it's like we can just do this thanks to zoom so there's a bit of a silver lining with the times yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see your beautiful face in person. And also, I would have loved to have been back in, like, the greenhouse one last time because I know you were – is it sold already? Are you guys yeah, done? I'm, yeah, the, the John and Nancy moved. Oh, that's hey, – honestly, so many memories. Even my dad remembers, like, dropping me off there, like – I think <laughs> like, Carl. Big, Carl. Big doing great. He's retired. He's absolutely loving oh, life. Oh, yeah. Good, good. And uh, he was even like, hey, he's like, hey, do you still have that friend there who lives over at the greenhouse? I go, oh, they just sold the place. He goes, I still remember like dropping you off there. And I think you had like an eighth grade, like graduation party or something there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And that was like the first, I think that was like your first like big party of like more to come because that greenhouse was always kind of like, there was always like that big slowly banger each year. Yeah, that you it had. was the focal and, like, point. It was. It was the focal point. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. But then we discovered booze uh, <laughs> at some point and then the parties just became a little um, rowdy. Uh, there was one party I threw. Um, it was like, I, I remember I specifically threw it for Alex Queller. Uh, mm. Shout out our good old friend. Um, Alex and like, I think Stu, um, everyone who was leaving for U of I. Um, I threw a couple parties in like the way, way back, like in like the forest, um, like the week before, like the very end of that summer between high school and college. And I remember throwing a couple more parties like in the way back and <laughs> someone brought a case of Natty Light or no, it wasn't Natty Light. It was straight natural ice. <laughs> someone brought all, someone brought just massive quantity of natural ice because <laughs> I'm ready to clean up the next morning and dude I was just finding so I was on a whole natty hunt dude there were just <laughs> crushed cans of natty ice just peppered around my property There's probably everywhere. still some there like buried Pro around <laughs> yeah probably for whoever moved whoever moves in, <laughs> in, yeah. in, your in in one of those greenhouses 
Like whoever moves in there next is gonna find just a absolute treasure of just natty <laughs> ice, and they'd be yeah. really pissed about it. They'd be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, man, it's the, the the fabled natties that never got picked up. I remember I spent all morning with like a wheelbarrow, just you know, <laughs> just collecting just discarded cans of natty ice from that party. But man, those were like those were the fond memories I look back at when I think about like HoFlow and like all our friends and just our really like, you know, diverse circles of friends. Like I know that like you've talked about this a lot with like your friends, but like, I think that we were really fortunate that we had friend circles in high school that like actually like made efforts to like make shit fun on the weekends. Whereas like, you know, I know a lot of people that I met from college that like just came from small town Wisconsin and uh, nothing was really going on or like they just didn't like have you know the resources we had to like have good parties or like make our um, weekends like memorable like in high school and we were really fucking lucky that we got that. No we were really lucky like we I think, too, the biggest thing with, like, what I really, like, look back on and I really love, because, you know, we all went to school. We all made, like, other friends and stuff. What I've really found, though, especially, like, in my friend group and my circles that, like, you know, we've met other, like, groups and stuff. And they've been able to, like, you know, even people from college that we've met have been able to intertwine with, like, people I knew from, like, high school or, like, my best friends. And, like, that shows to me that we had, like, a really good group and we were, like, I feel like we were so like you were pretty open. You know, there's always those people who are kind of jackasses and want to exclude yeah. other people. But you know, I thought like I know you had your inner circle with like you know you um, like I know like Aaron Vale was in your group, yeah. like Queller, like Kyle Lawton, Shane Bone, yeah. like all those guys. And then I had my kind of inner circle with like Danny, JMO, Banjo, Mike, Phil, um, all those guys. And but the greatest part though is that when we saw each other, like you know, maybe we're coming back from school. Those inner circles always like mesh together really well. And I think that was something we were really lucky to have. Oh yeah. A lot of people didn't have that. Right. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. I think you hit the nail on the head was that like, it didn't matter like what your specific circle was. It's like, if we all ended up in the same place on the weekends, like that we were, you know, going around just having a great ass time, you know, giving hugs to everybody, just living out the fucking moments, man. Yeah. And like every chance I could get to do that again with like old friends, like I will take. So, yeah. um, so before we get into anything else, thought I want to ask, uh, what are you drinking? What What are you sipping on so, this evening? Uh, today I'm sipping on a, a Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon, <laughs> uh, only the finest here, and. Uh, the Arizona iced tea along with it. So kind of big me. jugs, dude, the big Arizona jugs remind me of quick Mart. <laughs> in <Yeah. Fosmart. laughs> yeah, that was the, no, you get uh, the 99 cent Arizona and then you get like a couple bags of hot fries or flaming hot popcorn. That was the move. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the Mountain Dew voltage sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, dude, all the quick mart was such a saving grace there. And I am slowly trying to put in a bar here, a mini bar into my office slash bathroom. I'm going to try and add that. That's the next thing. And then maybe put like a flat screen TV, like right over here. Like I'm going to renovate the shit out of this thing. (laughs) Oh man, I, I, man, I best you're going to dot it out. (laughs) Dude, that's, 
Man, that's awesome. Um, what do you I've, got on uh, your end? What are you drinking over there? Uh, yeah. So you mentioned that you're the, you know, you're the bathroom guy in yeah. your, in your, okay. So in my, in my neighborhood, um, in Milwaukee, um, I'm ham's guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love ham's. That was yeah. my buddy from Minnesota absolutely loves hams and like for there was like a good two months where all we drank was hams it's, it's man like okay i will say okay i will say that since receiving unemployment like you know i've just had a little more money so like i have been like buying slightly butter beers lately but this, <laughs> but this week i got more hams again but normally like you know before the pandemic and everything it just all I would get was hams, man. Yeah. $13 for a 30 rack at your local grocery store. That's, I mean, that's insane. That's a great, uh, you know, that's a, it's a lot of hams. That's a lot of hams. So much hams. Dude, so much hams. <laughs> Some so might much. say too many hams, but I don't know. <laughs> Never too much hams, my friend. So, so I got into it because, um, so normally the beer I was drinking all through college is Miller Lite. Um, and after college like i was just getting more and more tight on money mm. and hams is just so economical like i mean i would drink it at like frat parties and stuff like they'd have hams or you know keystone and just other shit beer yeah. um but the i lived across the street from a liquor store and they had this deal where you buy 30 rack of hams and you get a free hams t-shirt <laughs> and so <laughs> i have um Man, so I, you best know I cop. How many know. shirts? How many ham shirts do you have? <laughs> um, uh, I I remember. Okay, I do. I do remember. I only actually have one now, but I remember like they would like keep handing me like the opportunity, like oh, comes with free ham shirt, comes with free ham shirt. I'm like, I already have one. I already have one. <laughs> I could have. They would have accumulated. <laughs> hang them up in the rafters in your uh in your apartment just yeah. All <laughs> oh yeah man i just i make like a whole tablecloth out of my ham shirts or some shit like that but um you know i live in a i live in a community that um everyone just slugs cheap beer and they you know go to like basement punk shows and stuff like that and i mean call me a dirty hippie but i mean i it's the life, man. I just drink, I just drink shitty cheap beer and, uh, um, enjoy good music. Yeah. Why not? That's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Honestly, you know, I've never been a huge fan of like super like nice, like IPAs and stuff. You have all these people who are like, Oh yeah, I like this really nice, like fucking, I don't even, they say, you know, they say all this shit, like it's got this many hops and this much (laughs) stuff. I'm like, Dude, honestly, I, I I'll just take like a Bud Light. Like I'm, I'm like drinking the eight point three percent. Yeah, I go. Uh, oh my god! Like you're yeah. drinking a Bud Light. Like what is wrong with you? I'm like I don't know. Like I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I will I will say, um, my dad um, my dad kind of so kind of like how your father uh told you he kind of slapped your hand when you went for the White Sox hat. That's yeah. how my dad slapped my hand when I went for the Bud Light. Uh, we only drank – he only drank Miller Genuine Draft growing up. That's – it's a weird thing. No, like, dads have this – like, to me, like, Miller, Bud Light, and Coors all taste, like, the same. But there's this weird thing, especially in Chicago, where, like, it's Miller only. Like, my dad was like that. 
your dad was like that. Honestly, though, slowly, I lived in St. Louis for a while, and I don't tell my dad, but I lived in St. Louis for about three months while I was doing an internship with State Farm. And, you know, that's like the Budweiser capital of the world. And all I drank was Bud Light or any like Budweiser products. And I actually think Bud Light is a superior beer to Miller Light. Like, <laughs> I, I know if anybody from Chicago hears that, they're going to be pissed. But like, I actually think it's better. Man, that's an interesting take. That is because I don't know what it is. Okay. I just like it more. I'm going to, thanks to Matt Winkler, shout out to <laughs> Matt Wink. Um, but I feel like when I think about drinking in Hoflow, I just, I only think about drinking Bud Light Platties. Oh, the Platties <laughs> with, like, you know, the, the blue bottles. Like, I swear, I swear it was Matt Winkler, but I, we, I remember we went through a phase where, like, that was all we drank back home. Like, drinking Bud Light actually does rem remind me of, like, drinking in Hoflow. Yeah. <sighs> Nice one. Very nice burp. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do like a good IPA, but. Uh... No, there's some I like too. Like my girlfriend, uh, Mackenzie, really likes um, Gumball Head and she likes this other one. I forget what it's called. Um, but she like, she likes them. And I don't, don't get me wrong. Like I'll drink it, but like, I just don't like spending, you know, it's like 17 bucks for like six beers, especially in Chicago. It's so much more expensive. I'm just like, I'd much rather get like a 30 rack or something cheaper because then I have more of it. Might oh, mean, yeah. you know, might not, maybe that's not a good sign, but that's just how I kind of go through it. <laughs> and we live in the, the, the Midwest. I mean, I like, we, we drink like fish. <laughs> it's true. It's, it gets I mean, worse the farther north you go. Really? So, like, so you're up in Milwaukee. Is it just, like, every, yeah, everybody? <laughs> and, oh, dude, drinking is, like, a literal culture up here. Um, so, I mean, if any, if you know anything about Wisconsin, it's just, it's beer and cheese. Like, that's what everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they call Wisconsin beer stuff tundra. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's accurate. I mean, everyone just drinks 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 in milwaukee and i mean add a add a um a uh, pandemic to the mix and man i've been dude i've been drinking a lot more in like yeah. the last six months <laughs> <laughs> no it was bad like during quarantine i was just getting so bored i didn't really know what to do and i was like man like i usually don't drink like during the weekdays or like special occasions like this i'll crack something open um, but during quarantine, I was like, man, like, I am so bored. There's nothing to do. Like, I've been stuck inside all day. Like, I was so bored. And, like, me and Mackenzie were running out of things to do. So, like, I actually went and bought, like, a PS4. Best $400 I've ever oh, spent. Oh, wow. Went and dropped it because I was like, I need something to do, like, during, like, like, the weekends or at night because, like, I'm losing my fucking mind with no sports or anything else to watch because I've literally watched everything. Couldn't believe – I'd be so into a documentary about tigers and like polygamy and all this shit, but I'm so for that. Like, I couldn't believe like what was happening. Like this year makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, and for-profit breeding of tigers and other rare cats. I just, I would, you, if you were to tell me slowly that all that was going to be happening a year ago, I would have told, told you you're fucking lying and you make no sense. But no, Bro, what we're living when, in now. 
all these motherfuckers changed their Twitter name to Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just telling Mackenzie, go, I wonder, well, I guess nobody's going to be doing it for Halloween, but, like, imagine the amount of people who would be dressed as, like, Joe Exotic, like, for Halloween. Like, I couldn't, it, it would be insane. It'd be like the Dark Knight or uh, Joker back when that came out. How everybody was dressed as a Joker. Everybody yeah. was Joe Exotic. Or, like, the, the 2014 Jake from State Farm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember so many, so many fuckers were dressed as Jake from State Farm that year. Um, so, so, Dodd, um, so... I think that I, I want to give some backstory to uh, those that might be watching this. So you and I, we met because we were in the same homeroom in sixth grade. Yep. Um, Janata. <laughs> <laughs> he had a twin. Like, I couldn't believe out of all, he was the most like normal looking dude I've ever met. Like tucked in shirt, glasses, just like right. a, the normal ass dude. And then he had like a twin who apparently, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I apparently his tent, twin is like a, like some rock star or something too. Who yeah, like yeah. added and like, I was like this, you have a twin who does all yeah. that shit. You're teaching, yeah. You're like math or whatever. So we had like, um, we really became good friends in eighth grade because yeah. we had English together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god yes philip uh philip oh no who what was it come on philip Sousa. Or, uh, philip Sousa. Uh, <laughs> where we would listen to so many books on tape <laughs> and just we would just geek out over just how like goofy like these books on tape would sound well, the thing is like nobody else i think really thought it was that funny but to us it was like hilarious <laughs> yeah. like i don't i don't know why we had so we had we had such a good time but like i just remember like our jokes like nobody else i don't know if anybody else really laughed it was just us two like dying about it yeah we were just <laughs> fucking dying and so, then you yeah. know we were just being just total goons in middle school and then in uh in high school we had broadcasting together yeah and uh, ultimately, I mean, dude, broadcasting, I feel like, it, you know, I don't even want to know the kind of person I would be if I didn't take broadcasting. In I mean, school. that's why you're doing this today yeah. is because, I mean, it was one of those Precisely. classes too that like you looked forward to, like, you know, we had like five, so we had five, we, each day we would have the same class except we'd be missing one. And I knew like those days where I didn't have broadcasting would just suck. Cause like that whole hour or the hour and a half, like, like that class went by so fast and it was so much fun. Cause like, I remember thinking of ideas and like getting really pumped up and like, what, what the fuck was ski going to do this time? Today, A dad. You've been doing this for how many years? You still don't know what to do? I remember, dude, he used to put me on the uh, mixing board, which, like, which is the hardest thing to do, like, during the live broadcast. And I would always be, like, a nervous wreck. So I'm just, like, a fucking nervous dude to begin with. I always, like, freak out because I want to do a good job. And you would always put me on there like every week. I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be like randomized. Like, why am I always doing the mixer? I hate it. <laughs> it was almost like a, a creative writing class in a lot of ways where like it taught us to like, you know, think outside of the box and think about what's going to like appeal to, uh, you know, people that are just like watching our segments and shit in, cl in the classroom, but like have fun with it. And yeah. that's exactly what we did. Like, God, do you remember a laser the lasers oh, yeah. <laughs> the laser slap or whatever it is yeah that was like, that was like charlie bile box uh creation right or yeah. like shoot yeah i remember that lasers like, at people 
we, I mean, we, we had a, I honestly, like our class was so creative. We had so many people like John Levert, who's. Shout out to John. Okay. Shout out to John Levert because John Levert was on a Netflix show. No way. Like an actor. Is he like uh, directing or really? He was an actor. It was, um, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Daybreak. 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 I'll have to keep that in mind. I have to look. I, I'm going to check out his IMDb later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's literally what I just looked at. <laughs> like, no, seriously, if you get on IMDb, like, you're legit. Like, you, you've you made it. Like, even if you're in the smallest fucking role, like, you're on IMDb. Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, we had John LaVert. You know, we had, um, you know, Eshelman. But we yeah. also had other creatives, like. Well, Kevin Toulon, and he was my partner for a lot of projects. That dude was unreal with just like how focused he was in every project. We did this one, it was a one minute stop motion. I'm not sure if you remember it. It was uh, like, we did all these three different games. We did like Pac-Man. We did, um, forget what it is, like the, the spaceships and they're shooting rocks. I forget what that one's called. And then we did like um, the frog where they jump over the highways and stuff. And uh, we did all three of these games and we had to spend a whole week doing it, eight hours a day, just taking pictures, moving these little fucking things, yeah. like every frame. And it took us uh, a one week, and it was eight hours each day. It was like an absolute like work haul for it. And I was like, not like, I was like, not focused. I was like really having a tough time, like doing all this work. But Kevin was like, so locked in, like kept me going with it. And it was, he was unbelievable too. Like, so Kevin is definitely up there with like, and honestly, if he wasn't going into like medical school, I could see him doing something like this too. Cause he's just very smart and very like he's focused in what he does. Yeah, dude. He's at rush now. Congrats yeah. to our boy. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Kevin was, you know, he pays such like, like particular like attention to detail. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah. Kevin, great dude to work with. Great dude all around. Um, I, we also had Caleb Thomas. Also oh my God! That's, Caleb Thomas was actually the most underrated broadcaster, I think, because he never really put his projects out there. For some reason, he didn't give him like enough. Like he should have had more work to do. I think Caleb just kind of really wanted to do his own thing. But like, if you watched his videos, all of them were so good. He did this one. The I don't know if you remember the Chaz Sheen uh, video where it's like James Sheen <laughs> pretending <laughs> to be like a lawyer. And it's one of the funniest videos I've ever watched. Ski never put it on because it was like maybe a little bit, I don't know, like not like, uh, you know, not good for like, you know, high school and stuff, maybe got in trouble, but it was one of the funniest videos I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. That was another guy. We had a ton of talent and we were like the first real class to go through the whole process. Yeah. We also witnessed firsthand, like, you know, the, the transition of Comstock retiring and, uh, like we were fortunate enough to have the doc experience. I mean, Dodd, what did you do your uh, documentary on? <laughs> I did my doc on probably the most boring subject you could possibly do it on. I did it on dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, I, you're, you're dyslexic, so I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just wanting to learn more about it. And I was like, I really didn't know what to do. My first option was roller coasters, and they were like, no, like, there's not enough. <laughs> like you could do on roller coasters like i don't know about you but i could talk about roller coasters all day long but i was like all right i'll settle i mean that would have been more exciting but i was like all right fine i'll do dyslexia and apparently so i got like a 96 on i did great and i find out 
I go like Comstock, like, thanks for giving me such a great grade on it. Like, I appreciate it. And he was like, he was like, yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie, I dozed off a bit during it, but like, you know, I felt like you did a good job. So I was like, I was like, thank God you probably just liked me, and that's why I gave you a good grade. It was boring. I mean, even Danny, who was my like, I forget like what job he had. I think he had to keep track of the minutes, like the most meaningless job on a dock. Yeah. And he fell asleep during it too. So I had to like throw a pen at him. Like, I can't, I get it. It's not like exciting, but like, please pay attention. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, we're talking about learning disabilities. Yeah. It's a real thing. All right. I have, I have a problem. So like, listen to me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were, you, you were on my dock crew. I remember. Um, we, uh, we did, uh, mine was on fast food, I remember. And yes. it was about like why people value it versus like why it's something that like people should be like cognizant of. And I, I mean, I talked to like a dietitian, I remember like, I actually like um, interviewed like the owner of a couple McDonald's. And yeah. uh, like, I, he was like, oh, our restaurant is healthy. um so yeah like it just made me like that whole broadcasting experience like really made me value like just the interaction with like what people really think Mm -hmm. you know like that's kind of what I have incorporated into the show is like you know what's what are you thinking that you're not saying and yeah. like what do you want the world to know based on like what you do or like where you come from that kind of stuff and um so i give it that like i definitely like i mean i pursued journalism in college um based on just my love of broadcasting and storytelling also um i will add a side note but um so i showed do you remember Indiana Slowey? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was on the uh, the senior. Wasn't that like part of the senior doc? Yeah, too? it it okay. was, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, so there's still Charlie's uh, laser slap productions thing is like still on YouTube. No way. I, remember, I showed my college roommates like the projects we made, and like I showed them like Indiana Slowey. So now my my buddy Brock, whenever he just wants to like troll me, he always like cues Indiana slowly <laughs> up on the fucking uh, TV, and uh, I have to watch my sixteen year old self it's, be it's fucking tuning in the partially constructed VTV studio. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's no. It's not like well, looking back in those old videos, like there's some I like do not ever want to see. And I know there's like because I I remember like I was like me and you were the big like we were always put like as like acting roles in people's videos. I don't know like I'm not sure why. Uh, and I just remember like a lot of mine just being like so cringy and like I just do not want to watch again like I'm okay with living that because I just can't yeah. see myself do that again. yeah same here same here um so you went to Mizzou yeah um I you mentioned St. Louis I actually went to St. Louis for the first time like a couple weeks ago very 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 average below average city like it's not <laughs> like it's you like honestly it's more of a suburb than it is a city now saying that if anybody's listening or watching on from st louis i did have a great time there really enjoyed it but 
to call yourself a city is like not <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> i will say though we did eat some really good cajun seafood there yeah they they had this one spot that i went a few times because uh it's really weird so uh you know jameson like actually lived in st louis for like a year he worked for amazon there so while i was doing my internship there we had like three months where we were like still, we were like hanging out all the time. It was just me and him. Like for some reason we just can't get away from each other ever. Yeah. And uh, he like lived down there. So we went and we got like seafood and stuff. We went to like Soulard, which is a great spot. Oh yeah. We went there. It was a ton of fun. When did you, so why did you go down there? Um, so my now ex, um, she had a friend there um, who had just moved there like a couple months prior. So um she owed her a visit so we went down there um from milwaukee and uh, we did a i mean we did a lot for just the trip um we did soulard uh we did the zoo yeah the zoo is like their big thing it's like we have like the best zoo in the country yeah. or like the second best zoo and it's like well if that's like your big thing like <laughs> that and the arch did you guys go to the arch at yeah, all? oh yeah of course you went to the arch i actually I took a picture there um, where I was like putting my arms up on the top, like you like have to holding it up, you know. I mean, did you go to St. Louis if you don't take like an arch, like hanging on it or pushing it up? Yeah, like, no. yeah, just being a total <laughs> fucking asshole. Oh, I did the same thing. I've done the, <laughs> did the exact same thing. Um, yeah, my yeah, Instagram yeah. was my most liked picture, so you know, mm. shout out there. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Um, what else do we do? We um, yeah, we went to this oyster bar, Broadway. Um, it, I was my first time trying Oyster Rockefeller and it was so fucking good, but it was really expensive. It was an expensive dinner. Yeah. See, it's not, well, cause it's in the, uh, it's in the Midwest. So like, even then, like, they're not going to have like, you know, the best, uh, or it's not going to be like cheap seafood. Um, it is funny though with oysters, uh, my, my girlfriend absolutely loves them and I can't stand them. I think they're fucking gross. Cause they taste Why? like boogers. Like they, it's a taste. It looks like a slimy booger. And also I was really uh, turned off by it because I was like, okay, I need to add something to this. Maybe I'm like not adding enough, like, uh, like horseradish or something to it. So I put on horseradish on it, but I put like way, way, way too much horseradish and I ate it. And it was so bad that I was like crying and like, my nose was like stuffing up and like uh, I couldn't eat anything else for the rest of the day because it was like I could still taste horseradish. So it's turned me off from it completely. Oh man, dude, that was that was actually one of my jobs in college. I was an oyster shucker. I shucked. <laughs> so, what does that even mean? Like what do you would you do for that? I just I shucked like I cut like we were at, we had an oyster bar in this grocery store I worked at. And I would have to like you know, people wanted to order oysters, like, mm -hmm. made to order. I'd have to, like, shuck the oyster <laughs> open. And, like, wow, you're such a shucker. <laughs> yeah, I was just a total shucker, you know, and, like, you have to, like, cut the shell open and clean the debris out of it. And, like, you know, if someone wants, like, like cocktail sauce or something, like, you got to get a little yeah the little cup of it and shit like that it was i mean i did eat a lot of oysters a lot of shrimp um it was good for that but it was a horrible job outside of that but i love oysters i mean i just hey, I no, love some people love, like my girlfriend absolutely loves them she can eat you know 
they have in Chicago, they have a place where you can get like unlimited or like, you know, bottomless oysters and she will pop off on that. Cause they're not, you know, they're not that filling, but she just eats it. And I'm like, but it, I just can't get over the fact that it like tastes and, and it kind of looks like a loogie, like, or a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, that's, I'm a very mental eater. Like yeah. there was actually this one time, uh, me and my girlfriend, we took an edible and uh, it might have been, it was, it was like one that was like made from a kid that I knew in school. So it wasn't like, you know, what they have now where it's actually made, you know, exactly how it's supposed to be. So yeah. this one might have been a little bit stronger than usual. And we had this rotisserie chicken and we we're supposed to eat that for dinner. And like, I was like, she's like, oh, let's get ready for dinner. Like, can you get the chicken? Out? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I take the chicken out and I'm looking at this thing and I can see it, you know, cause it's like perched up like this. I'm like, oh my God, like I see what this chicken used to look like. Like Mackenzie, we're going to like bite into this. We're going to eat its heart. Like we can't do this. Oh, you literally, you saw Poultra from Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. <laughs> I was like, I could, I could see it and it was freaking me out. And I couldn't do it. And I like, threw it out. Like, oh, I can't eat this. Like, it looks like. I you see threw it. the chicken out, it's, bro. It's because if it's just like a chicken leg or like a chicken wing, like separate from the whole body, like I can, I'm far enough away from that where I can eat it thinking normally. But like. I, it was all put together. Like, I, it's like slowly, like if I were just like pluck little pieces of you out, like it would be like, it was too weird. Like I could see this whole chicken's life. Like he probably had a wife and kids and like yeah, the fuck out of him. Like, no, right. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Like this chicken had like a whole ass, like best friend and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, man. Dog, what did, what, what did you get your degree in in college? So I was also going into journalism and I wanted to be like a sports broadcaster because that's what I did all throughout high school. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to be doing it now, but I knew it was too competitive. So I got uh, like, I went to business, like pretty much like what anybody else does when they can't really, like they don't want to do the journalism route. And uh, I did that. And now I'm working in sales, you know, kind of just have a job to pay the bills and stuff. You know, I'm a big proponent of like, I uh, work to live. I don't live to work. So like, you know, work is work. It's not great. Like, I don't think anybody truly, truly loves their job. And if they do good for them. Um, but that's what I'm doing now. So I got my business degree and now I'm slinging software for safety and just living it up here in Chicago. Yeah. What neighborhood do you live in? So I live uh, about like, I'm probably about a five minute, 10 minute walk from Wrigley Field. So I live like, a, like in, yeah, so I'm like right there. It's kind of the dream. I was really excited to go watch a bunch of Cubs games this year, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it's funny too, my, like my best friends, uh, Danny and Jameson, uh, they can just. We, can we give a shout out to Danny and Jameson? Real yeah, quick. They, they slowly, they moved in together. Cheers to them. They finally Cheers. did it. They moved in together. They have their own little place. They're a cute couple. They bicker and argue like just any other adorable. couple would. <laughs> it's adorable. It's super uh, cute. Man, every time I see Danny Arneberg, I just, it just becomes this really mean, like, mean. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was mentioning we're that. We're really mean to each other. Like, yeah, Danny you know, and I have always been just so mean. But, <laughs> I mean, he is a fucking sewer monster, so <laughs> he should have thought of that before he became just, like, some kind of, like, slimy-ass behemoth. And, um, <laughs> he but was I love mentioning Danny. that yesterday. He was like, 
it was like, it, I don't know why, but me and Sloy have this weird thing whenever we see each other, we just call each other's names and like are really mean to each other. But like, I don't know why, we really like each other. But yeah. like, no, I like genuinely, like I love Danny Arnaberg to death. Like he well, is. And, well, Sloy, you got to remember the, the, the Sloy J-Mo uh, Dawn Adventure Night. Um, okay. Oh my God. I mean, oh, that was like one okay. of like the highlights of like, okay. our, okay. our friendship. I'm going to talk about that for just a second. Please, please. Because okay. it, it was great. It was a great fucking stay. Okay. Great story. So me, you, and Jameson Lamb, um, we took a joy ride. Uh, one night, our junior year of high school, I picked you guys up in my mom's, you know, 05 Florida State. Do you remember how it capped off, too? Like, the end of it? Yes, I do. So, I was... So we finished that evening. Well, it wasn't even evening. It was like three in the morning. Um, <laughs> People were we, uh, <laughs> Okay, shout out to Cody McCauley um, if he ever watches this. Uh, but we snuck into his hot tub <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the back of his house. And uh, we enjoyed a nice little um, sizzle. <laughs> and then for like an hour... We were uh, in there for a while. We were just, yeah, we were, I don't know we were, what we were thinking. Like, we should have been caught by then. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, we were just talking about, like, girls, you know, just yeah. hanging out. And then we, 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 I remember we, like, scrammed back to my car and a cop pulled up. <laughs> and we were, like, wearing just, like, our soaked underwear, like, not wearing any clothes. And we were, like, frantically trying to get our clothes back on, like, in, a, in the car. And the cop drives by and then shines a light right in the fucking car. And is like, what are you guys doing? What are there's you doing this, out here? Boy, there's just three guys in their underwear and they're all wet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck is and going on? We're just on? like, oh, we were just, you know, taking a little dip at our friend's house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were like, and she was like, why are your pupils so dilated? And I'm like, they're always my pupils are just always dilated. I don't know why. <laughs> and then she was just like, "You guys got to get home right now." And we're like, "Yes, yes, so we're we're on our way. We're on our way." And then I dropped you guys off, and uh, we never spoke of that night again <laughs> <laughs> until right now. Until no, right now. That was so funny, and like. I remember, like, we were like, oh, yeah, like, our friend, like, told us we could, like, go into their hot tub and stuff and chill. And she was, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning, he said, you guys should bring some suits. Like, no, yeah, we're just uh, in our underwear. Like, that's what men do. <laughs> we just didn't change. Or it's just all three of us no. half naked and just sitting there yeah. soaking wet. Dude, yeah. I we will were... never forget that night for the rest of my life. That, oh. that, was, just, that was one of the most careless nights of my whole life same no it was one of those it was like a quintessential like high school night where like i remember i think you like you had hit us up or like hey like what's going on i'm like what's like i think jameson i think it was jameson who did because he's definitely the guy who's like always about adventures like slowly like let's go on an adventure and we had no plans of what we're gonna do and then we just end up in that e-building classroom and like that monday morning and be and we're just like side-eyeing each other like man what a fucking night <laughs> like, <laughs> like i can't like did that happen yeah <laughs> dude yeah so yeah i mean i'm glad i did all my dumb shit in high school like that and not in college 
Yeah. I mean, I did, I did plenty of dumb shit in college too, I'm, but God, I'm really, I'm really grateful for like, just the fact that like we had times like that because you know? man, 95% of the people like I've talked to hated high school. Yeah. And I mean, granted, like, I mean, high school does suck sometimes. Like it definitely does suck. Like, especially when you're like trying to fit in or like you're trying to find your friend group and stuff. But like, if you are, if you have that privilege where like you, you know, have like a set group of friends and like you all just like, you know, love each other so much, we can't take that for granted because yeah. high school is very rough for some people. But I think that we were, Home with Falls from our high school was a gem of a community to be a part of. And yeah, like, man. Like, we're really lucky. Like we had like all like oh no and the thing is though it's not like all of us like you know we ha we had high school and that's all that it ever was it's like high school is one of those things that really I think launched us to what we wanted to be now like it was really helpful like having like going through broadcasting all of us like we really learned a lot of life skills especially with the doc like we all learned a lot of like how to manage a giant project and like basically so what we're doing now in the real world and I think a lot of that stuff too really helped us in college too and like making other friends like we really you really had that good social aspect of being able to do that and we were really lucky because you know it's a lot of people don't have that and my like my dad has said that to me too he's like really enjoy like those moments like enjoy these times in high school because you only get like one goal of it and that's it like you know it's it's all you have and we were really lucky we had a great group we had a ton of fun and a, most of us too really we went off to do like good things you all went to school we're all like doing pretty well like nobody's having like huge issues and i know i've heard stories from other high schools where people are talking about like their friends are like meth addicts and like they have like heroin problems and all this horrible yeah. fucking shit That's a, yeah it's heartbreaking man it's really uh, heartbreaking dude, I, when i so when i got in trouble in high school and i threw that party uh, for my birthday and I got got by the cops and then I got suspended from baseball. I had to go to um, like AA meetings, <laughs> like not just AA, but like just for like kids who were like, were in trouble. And I was like, look, like I, I know what I'm doing. I know I made a mistake, but like, I really don't belong here. And I knew that because when I was in this group and these people were talking about their issues and like mine was like, yeah, like I had a party and I got caught by the cops and like, they're kind of sending me here for that. And then these other people were like, yeah, like, well, my boyfriend's addicted to meth and like, he has a horrible problem and he won't stop doing it. And then this other girl was like, yeah, like my, like I'm addicted to heroin. And I'm like, I do not belong. Like, this is, n I don't have those issues. Like, I'm sorry. I like, I've had a couple beers too many, but like what, what told me that though, is that like, we kind of lived almost in like a bubble where our things were really nice. Like we, nobody really had horrible, horrible issues. Now, granted, as we have gone on now, I think about it, there have been some friends that I've known that maybe have dug into like the drug game and have gotten a little bit too deep in it and cost them a lot. But, um, you know, we were really lucky, at least like a lot of my, the friends I know where that didn't happen because other places it's huge. Like where people are taking pills or fucking shooting up other shit. And it's just, it's horrible, man. Yeah, man. It's a really like, it's a heartbreaking conversation to have because addiction is a really, really ugly reality and it, i mean it manifests in many kinds you know whether oh, yeah. it's alcohol or heroin or other drugs like cocaine you know like i've had friends with cocaine addictions i've had friends yep. with really severe alcoholism I, that's why you know i'm a really firm believer that 
things like um, you know mental health and and drug rehabilitation and more resourceful like medical uh, services and stuff like that. Like I think that's I firmly believe like you know I want to see more funding in that on a government level because addiction is a disease and it should be it needs to be recognized as one everyone has like you know all their own demons and stuff like that i mean i certainly do myself but yeah. I, I don't know like what do you think no everybody does i i <clears throat> i totally believe in this too like even the people when that's what's kind of i think too the problem is like there's you know especially now with like social media and everybody being able to see like oh, look how happy I am all the time. Like everything's always all good. That's not the case. Like everybody right. has their own issues. Totally. Like I've seen that some of the people I've seen that like are the happiest people I know. And it seems like there's nothing wrong, but even them, they have their issues and everybody has them. Um, but I just think like the biggest thing is like dealing with them in like a, uh, trying to deal with them in a constructive way. And it's not always easy though. You know, it's really tough and mental health, especially now more than ever with everything going on with the pandemic, there's so much uncertainty everybody is really worried about everything going on really. And every single day, it seems like there's something new going on that we have to worry about. Like there should, there should be more, um, you know, funding for like mental health, or at least just put more of an awareness on it, that it's okay to like be upset sometimes or be sad because it's normal. If you were never upset or never like sad, like that would be kind of fucked up. You would be, that would be weird. Like you might, you would honestly, I think people, who, ha- who are always happy and always have this, are always put on this persona, like they have the deeper, deeper issues. And yeah. you know, everybody has that. And um, it is really tough. And like, you know, you find out with people too, that you always thought were okay. And then you find out that they're like popping pills in order just to stay like normal and feel okay. And like, it's really hard to hear that, especially when you hear it's too late to too. sometimes, you know, we, in the whole flow, we lost a lot. We lost two really good people. We lost, you know, Jimmy Lund. We lost Nick, Nick Hoosman. And, you know, I, I never yeah. knew about Jimmy with all the stuff that was going on with him. Like, I didn't know he was taking, like, pills and stuff like that. And it was really, really upsetting to, like, you know, hear about that. And it makes you think, like, man, I really wish I, like, maybe reached out a little bit more to him or, like, did something else. And, you know, that stuff, it's really tough. And, you know, you never, you never want to take – I don't know. I guess he's never take those moments for granted, but it's definitely slow. You're right. You're hitting the, the nail right in the head that everybody has these problems and it's okay to address it sometimes because everybody feels down sometimes. And especially now more than ever, right? People are going to feel down and it's okay to have those feelings and you shouldn't feel the need to try and put on a persona of where you're happy all the time if you're not feeling that way. Right. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, you know, I want to, Give my condolences to the Hoosman family and to the Lund family. I mean, um, you know, I didn't know Nick Hoosman too well, but, you know, the folks that I, you know, saw, like, saw just from social media that, like, you know, like, he was a very down-to-earth guy. And, you know, Jimmy Lund, we had broadcasting with. And Jimmy Lund was a man that, could put a smile on your face no matter what, you know, like yeah. he was so fucking funny. He was one of the funniest dudes I remember from. Those are the people sometimes you have like the most like demons that you, and they, that's the thing though. They don't want to talk about it or show it. And like, cause they, they always want, they don't want to bring that on to anybody else. Like they don't feel like they, they shouldn't have to, yeah. they don't want anybody else to feel that burden that they're feeling at that time. And I felt 
you know, I heard about that and I kind of, maybe I kind of knew deep down, like maybe there were some things going on, but you know, you just never think it's going to happen to one of your close friends. And that one really, you know, both of them, they, you know, but Jimmy, I was close with for so long. That one really took a hit. And, you know, it's, I think it's just really important that, you know, if you're going through some shit, especially now, like I keep saying more than ever, like talk to somebody, like, you know, be, and be lucky to have those friends too. That's why we're really lucky you know, me and you both, Ben, that we have like friends that we can talk to if we need to, because yeah. you know, that shit, you know, if you just keep it bottled in, it's just going to get worse and worse. And that's when you're going to take those roots of, you know, drinking or popping pills or doing something else yeah. in order to cover it up. Yeah. Jimmy and I were never that close, but we had broadcasting together and he was just so like, entertaining and yeah. funny and affable and like anyone who met him would have loved him so yeah. much you know i bet and, you like, and slowly you even not knowing him that well maybe not being that close um but you knew him well but maybe not being that close with him yeah. but i guarantee you there was a moment where he made you like roll on the floor laughing or oh of course him, like Dude. i wish i could give him one last hug you know yeah and, and a and, lot of people do and it, you know the one of the saddest things slowly too like you know, and it was one of those things I wasn't sure if I was going to bring up or not, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it, when we were talking about this, this topic, like it should have been brought up. And, you know, one of those, one, one of the things that happened, I remember me and Cole Tronson, we had like a golf outing with a couple of our work buddies. And um, I remember we went to the golf course that Jimmy was working at. And, um, you know, I texted him and I was like, Hey, Jimmy, like, where are you at, man? Like, we were hoping to see you today. And he was like, Oh, I'm not working today, but don't worry. Next time I'll be there. And I was like, Oh, can't wait for that. And then like, I had no idea at that moment, that was the last time I was ever going to talk to him. And like that, I remember just hit like so deep. And it was one of those things like, I mean, that was the last time I think I really like fall down really. Cause I'm, I'm kind of a guy too who bottles my emotions and maybe I shouldn't do it too much, but um that was one of those times where I really let loose and I remember I was lucky to have my girlfriend uh with me at the time to kind of help me cope through it because it was really tough you know nobody you never expect to lose somebody um you know especially this young and somebody that close to you, you never think it's going to happen to you until it does and you know when it does it makes you really appreciate the little things yeah it 100 percent does man like totally like, no matter where the different places are in life like many of us are like you know, we know that, like, we all love each other very much and that we wish each other the best of success in life. Yeah. Kind of what, like, everything we were saying earlier about, like, mental health stuff. I mean, like, you know, I've confronted my mental health issues for the last couple of years, you know, anxiety and depression and various other things. Like, many people, many of us are, like, just afraid of opening up about it because we feel like it's going to affect our evaluation relative to the community yeah. and that like oh we're incompetent because we suffer from mental health issues and whatnot and like and that's you know that's something that like can be a never-ending battle for for yeah. some folks and, and uh, it's okay. know, yeah no I get that and I I I totally understand what like you're talking about too and like you know I'm kind of the same I'm 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 in my way, I like, I do try to like, you know, put on maybe like that facade sometimes to where everything's okay, but it's not like, especially this year, you know, there's, you just, there's so much uncertainty that you just don't know what's going to happen. And um, it really is okay to talk about it. And it really, but it, what does suck though, is there's still a stigma associated with it that if you do have these problems, like, oh, something's wrong with you. It's like, 
it's just not possible. Everybody has those issues. Like everybody does, like everybody yes. goes through. And, and it's yeah. like, I, but to me though, it's sometimes comforting to know that like everybody has those, like, you know, as anxiety sometimes or depression, like nobody is foolproof to it. And if they are like, I guess, you know, more power to them, but I haven't met somebody who's, there's no, right. I, I can always tell when somebody like there's something bothering me and that's okay though. Like everybody yeah. has those problems. It's fun. Dodd. Yeah. Dodd. Like you hit the nail on the head. I mean, my, all of my best friends in this whole world, whether, you know, I know them from Milwaukee or I know them from, from Hoflo, like, all of my friends have had an issue one at one point or another. Yeah. And uh, my you know, love for my friends just gets enriched every, like anytime, like they reach out and they need something, you know, cause like, you know, that's what we're here for. And, uh, you know, no one, no one fucking deserves to feel alone in this world. And, you know, kind of what you were saying about this year I mean, with the pandemic, with quarantine, with like just a lot of the injustices going on in the world, like it's just, it's really easy to feel unseen or unheard or like invisible, like, you know, just that you're just kind of existing, but like you're kind of just drowning from all the insert from the bleakness of the world. And like, that's why, like, you know, I really implore everyone who's watched this far in this episode to like check up with your friends, ask them how they're doing, like, you know, offer to like, you know, go on a walk or something like that. Like anything you can, anything you can do because like we have lost people like that we love and admire very much from not only like the highest profile, like, I mean, like, I'm sure you saw what happened, like rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. You know, as well as from a local scale, like people in your own communities that are suffering right now. And like, I think that just, we need each other more than ever right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really not a time to like feel. And, and you also have just no idea how much like a simple text, like saying like, Hey buddy, like, I hope you're doing well. Or even like this slowly, like, which I am so glad you had me on here. Like, Hey, like you want to get my podcast? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, that. like, let's do that. Like those little gestures though, like, you know, it's, it lets, it lets them know that, you know, they're uh, like that they, they're, you know, they're worried, like there's people who care about them. And also though it helps on yourself too. And there's like a study that shows too, like when you like give out a compliment, like you are getting serotonin in your brain. And then when that person receives that confident, their compliment, they're also getting serotonin. Like, it's just one of those things that like, you know, you never know like what day or what time or when it might be. But if you just send out like a simple text, like so somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, you say, Hey, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. You have no idea how much that means to that person. And you'll feel good too. It's it goes both ways. And um, it's really important. I mean, there's in, especially now, you know, a lot of people are so worried about themselves and sometimes it's good to just care about other people's too. You know, everybody's yeah. like, we're all in this together as shitty as it is and shitty state that we're in right now. But we're all in it together. Yeah. No, dude. Dog, like, you've always been one of, like, just the sweetest human beings I've ever known. <laughs> so, like, I – that's why I wanted to, like – like, that's why I reached out and, like, wanted to have you on the show because, like, you know, 
you've always established that sense of community and every space you occupy, you know, like you've always just been about like, man, I love my friends and I want them to fucking win. And uh, like, that is such a virtue. Um, so I'm, I'm just happy that we could reconnect on just everything that's going on in the world right now, but also just on a personal level, just like, where we're at in life and like how we're existing right now because i mean yeah things things are bleak you know yeah but you know, there's, there's no nobody can fake it right now and say everything's fine in the world like everybody it's it's not like the world is honestly it feels on like fire it's on fire but literally like, but the thing is though like you know in order to get through it like you're gonna need other people nobody's gonna be able to do it by themselves it's not possible so that's why you had to, you had to, you had to arm, lock arms together and go through it together. And I, and that's why, you know, I've always felt like we should always include other people. Like always have, you know, you should never, you never burn a bridge, never exclude anybody. Cause you never know like when that person might be able to maybe help you out or you're going to need that person down the road. And, you know, I slowly, I really appreciate you having me on here. And, you know, seriously, I, I hope that you keep this going, you know, for the next, you know, however many years, because I think, you know, I, I, I know it, it might, it's probably tough doing this podcast all the time, but I really got to say I have a lot of admiration for you, like going for your goal and trying this out and doing it. And, you know, it's been really fun. Like, I kind of forgot we were even in a podcast. I kind yeah. of thought we were just ha- like just catching up two buddies, just reconnecting and figuring out, you know, we're solving all the world's problems here right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely, man. I, and that's, those are often the best episodes. Like, the ones where we can just let loose and just be fucking honest. Um, Dodd, real quick. Um, how did you become Dodd? You know, I think you have to tell the people like how Matt Moss became Dodd. <laughs> I, so, yeah, honestly, uh, it was Patrick Sheehan, my neighbor, who made it up. Um, but I have no idea where the origins of Dodd come from. I really do not like. Before, before that, I was K-Mon because my, uh, my dad, Carl Moss, used to be K-Mon. Don't know the origins of that one either. But um, I used to be that because I used to wear his jersey all the time. And then I think the origins of Dodd came from a wiffle ball game we were playing in Pat Sheehan's backyard. This is what we think. It's all, like, theory. It's kind of like, you know, any, like, ancient history, right. uh, like, goddess or god. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah, it's all just like brought up and it's all like up for interpretation. Um, but I think what happened was that I was uh, playing with a ball and it was like bottom of the ninth, like last out, like you're up to bat, like if you get a single to win the game. And I think I popped out and Pat was like, oh, what a dud. And everybody was like, well, that's not very funny. It's like, okay, well, what if we call him Dodd? And he was like, Dodd. And everybody's like, yeah, you're such a Dodd. And, like, it didn't really make any sense. But we just kind of went with it. And it started very, very small with just my, like, my neighborhood gang calling me it in, like, fifth grade or sixth grade. And then all of a sudden it just grew. Like, people started calling me it in middle school, calling me Dodd. And then all of a sudden I'm in high school and I have teachers like Comstock calling me Dodd. There was even a moment where I was in his class and he, I was like running late for history. And he was like, Oh, let me write you a note. So you're not like, you don't get in trouble because uh, what's your real name again? Like I only know he was Dodd. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was a weird transition though, slowly going to college. And uh, like, I knew a few people from high school who went to Mizzou, but not a ton. And when I joined my fraternity, everybody called me Moss. So that, that was the transition. So Mackenzie knows me as like Moss and Dodd. Like she knows, like that's the only two she really knows, but everybody there, it was like a transition into Moss, which is more of like, a formidable human being. Like I still maybe get a little fucked up too much and I maybe do a little bit of crazy antics, but not as much as when I was in full Dodd form. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Man, Dodd, Dodd was just a slugger back in the day. That's how I knew Dodd. I got, yeah, I had a, uh, it was, it, more people knew who Dodd was than they knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind yeah. of, <laughs> Like my dad was telling a story where he was in um, the uh, he was in the locker room at uh, the HFPD racket club, and he was in there, and some guy was like talking about HF. My dad said, "Oh, you go to HF? Like, what year are you?" He's like the same age as me, and he goes, "Oh, do you know my son? His name's Matthew." And he's like, "Oh no, I don't know a Matthew." He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, what, do you know him as Dodd? Like people call me." He goes, "Oh, Dodd. Like I love Dodd. Dodd was more." It's out like the name has outgrown the actual person. I'm not, it was kind of weird how that happened. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you're here as Zoom on Zoom as Dodd, so it hasn't escaped you. It's and, cool. And, it will live with me forever. And it's I'm, weird because it has no association with anything. Like, there's my middle name is Matt Michael, so it's like there's nothing that associates with Dodd. Yeah, you have this triple M. <laughs> I tried to get M cubed as my nickname for a while. It never panned out. <laughs> Got <it> stopped, <laughs> Man, well, shout out to Pat Sheehan for coining that one. It's historic. I mean, it's uh, cultural. <laughs> it is HF culture. So uh, worthy of mentioning. Wow, that's really nice. I'm blushing over here. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> uh, Dodd, thank you so much for being on the right. show. Slowly. Uh, thank you so much, man. I, I do you feel the serotonin because my serotonin. Uh, well, here, yeah. how about this? I'll give you a pull for that. I'll give you a pull. Cheers. Cheers on the pull. Thanks, buddy. I, it's been an honor to be on the podcast. You're going to have oh, yeah. to have me on again, though, once this thing really blows up. When you're yeah. having millions of views, you're going to have this fucking guy in high school you knew named Dodd. Been oh, like the, don't, yeah, I know. I'm always be like, who the fuck is this? Like, slow. You're interviewing like the president and like real fucking people, and you're gonna have this guy named Dodd on here. And then the next, the next episode, literally the literal next episode, just Dodd. Yeah. <laughs> so my Dodd, my closing questions here. What sure. keeps you up at night? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I, uh, so slowly, I am one of those really weird people who like, not maybe that's not that weird, but like, I, the thing that keeps me up is just like little things like with work where I'll just like work or like any, maybe like little situation where I'm just like overthinking it to the max where nobody really cares that much about it. But like, oh, maybe I should have said this or like, maybe I should have done that. But like, that's, those are things that keep me up at night. Like just little things that like I overthink um but nothing like you know it's usually actually i'm a pretty good oh, sleeper yeah. like, I, I i get to bed okay my girlfriend hates it because she's and she has insomnia she stays up till three o'clock in the morning and usually i'm able to just kind of you know say ah fuck it i'll figure it out in the morning and then i'll fall asleep <laughs> oh yeah totally I, I i rethink those interactions i had 10 years ago too <laughs> don't you hate that when you have something yeah. that you did 10 years ago 
and you just like can't fucking oh actually last quick story before we end it uh mine my worst one i remember i was like messaging i think like mackenzie reed on facebook we're talking about like some uh like field trip we're supposed to have the next day i'm like and for some reason like she said or she said something i was like oh like i didn't know i was supposed to know that i'm not like psychic but i didn't i'm kind of a dumbass i didn't know how to spell psychic so I just spelled it side kick, like S-I-D-E dash kick. <laughs> and that's, no, seriously, like Danny and Jameson bring it up all the time. And it's one of those things where I want to like jump off a roof, like out of right here. It's so bad. Not sidekick. I thought I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? I, I'm, I'm in high school. I should know how to spell that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay, dude. Um, what put you to sleep? Yeah. No. Well, uh, put me to sleep. Let's see. Uh, NyQuil. I, uh, that or, uh, you know, what actually puts me to sleep? Uh, we put on, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but now we put on like uh, Ancient Aliens or like After Earth. Pop that on the TV and uh, I'm usually out within like 10 seconds because any like educational television like just doesn't do it for me. But Mackenzie loves it. They'll put me right to sleep and she'll stay up till like three o'clock in the morning watching oh, Ancient good. Aliens. Yeah, that's that's a good method for sure. I mean, um, yeah, I normally I'm a pretty good sleeper too, but um, yeah, like one of the best things for me to fall, help fall asleep too is like I count things in my mind a lot. Like, yeah. you know, anything numerical, like I set my mind to it and I never finish, you know, and like that's how I fall asleep. Or the um, ASMR from my air conditioning unit here. <laughs> um, the AC unit is is great with that too. So, God, oh. so thank you again for being on the show. Absolutely, I can't wait till next time. Yeah, I can't wait next time either. So, thank you again for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.